This is the new Metro New York market. Hey guys, this is my interview with Shelly Sonstein of Jim Kerr and the Morning Show at Q104.3. We did this interview at iHeart for the Holidays. There was an event that we met at together, and we sat down and had a candid conversation about food trends, where we th see things going, and uh, I answered some other questions on the fly. So there was no prep for this. We kind of just sat down and did it, and I hope you enjoy. Here it comes. Zach Robinoff, Omni Food Sales. All right, so how does that work? Do you sell to the general public? Food brands hire us to represent them or act as their agents and sell directly to supermarkets and food distributors in this marketplace. Some names for me. Who do you work with? They're the Are you allowed names, to say? They're the biggest names that you could think of when you walk in a supermarket. I can't name uh, all of them right now, but they're the, the household brands that you bring into your home every day. But you bring this into supermarkets. We sell to the buyers of the supermarkets. In some cases, we're selling to a buyer that's responsible for 300 stores. How long have you worked for this company? I've grown up in this business. My father founded the company uh, 25 years ago, and I grew up in it. Uh, whether I had a, a choice or not, I was always around it. And uh, full-time, I've been in it nine years. And now I'm the leader, I'm the vice president. So I, I've worked at all divisions of it. Well, congratulations. Thank you. What sets you apart from the competition? What sets us apart from the competition is we're a hand-selected group of specialists. There are national brokers that cover from California to New York and everywhere in between, and they just do a service. And maybe you pay a low rate, so you get a whole lot of people. But really now, the supermarket landscape has become so much more intense and competitive. There are more retailers than ever before. There's Amazon buying Whole Foods, trying to disrupt the whole industry. There's traditional supermarkets. There's individual family-owned co-ops. There's international brands that are coming in. There's club stores like Target and Walmart and Costco. And if you add it all up, you really need someone that's a brand advocate, not just a broker. And I've been telling brands this for the last year, and now people are starting to, it's starting to stick with people, and they're starting to say, oh yeah, you're the brand advocate, but it's really true. We are your advocate, someone that is doing things all for you 24-7, not just getting a product and presenting it to a buyer and getting it in, and okay, we'll see you three months later. No, it's getting a product in and pushing it in those stores every single day getting it on themselves, getting in the right location, keeping it in the right location, learning the things that are unique about the products and educating the buyers, the department managers, the owners of stores, so everyone knows what makes this can of soda or this bottle of water or this package of bread unique and why, uh, why there's a romance behind it and why everyone should carry it. So that's what separates us, our passion, our knowledge, and, uh, and we're a diverse group, and everyone plays a vital part. It must be really hard to keep up with the food trends because what people were eating 10 years ago is nothing like the way people are eating today, and it changes all the time. 
So do you actually consult these brands and say something like, oh, this is going to sell or this has peaked and this is not what people are looking for anymore? Absolutely. Um, brands come to us. Some brands pay and have focus groups. And then they come to us and say, hey, our groups told us that these are the top item trends or flavors that we should come out with right now. What do you think? Other brands don't ask us. They just come out with stuff. Uh, and yes, we're always asked for feedback. And what we do is we put ourselves out there. I'm out in stores all the time. I'm talking to buyers. I'm at restaurants a lot. I'm talking to different people. You know, Metro New York, which is now New Jersey, Connecticut, as well as the five boroughs, and actually Pennsylvania and Maryland and Delaware too, it's a very diverse area. You've got Asian, you've got Dominican, you've got Korean, you've got white, you've got black, you've got Italian, you've got Jewish, you've got every ethnicity you can think of. It's the most ethnically diverse part of the entire country. What that means is you can have a certain flavor profile like teriyaki in one store and then five blocks down the street, no one likes teriyaki and everyone likes jalapeno. And that happens. And a brand advocate needs to be aware of those trends and give them to his to his manufacturer to help them come out with the best items that consumers want. I just read today, and I want to get your opinion on this, that the number one condiment is no longer ketchup, it's mayo. Is that true? I haven't heard that. So that, that's it's a actually newsflash. selling more. Really? So do you believe that? I don't think so. I know too many people that don't like mayonnaise. It's news to me, and uh, I don't believe it. I see a lot of ketchup. I see a lot of. I thought you were going to say barbecue sauce. There's a whole lot of barbecue sauce that's being bought. You know, people take barbecue sauce, and it's not just on a steak anymore. You know, they put it on all kinds of protein. Even pizza. Even pizza. You know, and also I like spicy mayo a little bit more than traditional mayo. You know, like when having sushi, I like some spicy mayo. So what food trends? You could probably spot more than the average person. What's coming into our future? What's going to be hot? That's a great question. Well, I'll give you some facts. Traditional supermarkets, their sales across the board are generally flat to up 3%. That's generally, you know, holding stable. There's not a lot of shell-shocking growth there. The specialty category or segment in comparison is up 18%. And what do I mean by specialty? Well, let's just take hummus, for example. Do you, do you have hummus? Do you eat hummus? So there's certain hummus brands that have been around for a long time, that are mass-produced, that are owned by some of the biggest companies in the world. They're mass-produced, they're, uh, they're, they're produced at scale. So everything, uh, everything about them is thought about being made with the lowest possible cost going into it because they're selling so much product. What people want is a local brand that has a romantic story. Instead of being owned by the biggest company in the world, they want to know that it's an individual chef that started this in his own kitchen, came up with his own recipe, and now it's blowing up and blossoming, kind of like you see the beers, the beer trends. Traditional beer trends are down big, but local beer trends are up. So you're going to see specialty trends going up in all segments of the supermarket. So what about the big guys then? 
what what happens to them if people want the specialty foods? Do they then buy the specialty foods and offer that? The ones that have enough money to, yes, they do. But for the ones that don't, it's evolve or die. And in our country, a lot of businesses often don't make changes until they have to. But believe me, I work with a lot of food brands. They all look at their sales numbers every week. So every Monday when that report comes out, and if they were down some percent last week and now they're down another percent this week, believe you me, they're asking everyone in their company, all their brokers and all their salespeople, why are we down? And they're, they're hearing the answers. Oh, so-and-so is out. So-and-so is doing this. So-and-so is promoting directly. So-and-so is on social media. So-and-so is doing a direct activation in the community. All those things, specialty. What about the soft drink companies? They're hurting. Well, the soft drink companies have evolved and they now have portfolios where, you know, like vitamin water was purchased by Coca-Cola for a few billion dollars. The big soft drink companies have known for years that the, the harmful effects of soda outweigh the positive effects of having fun. I just thought of something because I do believe that marijuana will be legal within a matter of a short, you know, not, not too far into our distant future. So how does a company prepare where they can like offer the edibles? And will we ever be able to buy such a thing in a supermarket? It depends what state you live in. In some states, yes, you will be able to buy it. I've even had some companies approach me already asking me to represent products that are made of cannabis. So, like I said, the big companies kind of want to wait and see how this trend is going to develop. How does government regulate this? Do they allow it? Do they not? But yes, I go to a lot of food shows every year and food brands have asked me to, to take their products and sell it. But at this point, I haven't gotten involved with any cannabis related products, but it is coming. Because what I have heard is where it's legal, the edibles and such outsell the smoking because people obviously, well, they already are afraid of cigarette smoke. So if you think of health benefits, you might be afraid of the smoke, whereas you'd be more inclined to do the edibles. Just again, what I was just thinking, what might be in our future. That's a really great point that you made and a very keen observation. And yes, it's a huge untapped market. And I believe in the next five to 10 years, that's going to be a market that, that comes and there's going to be real dollars related to it. So how are you supposed to keep on top of this? Because you have to stay several steps ahead of the industry. Yes. In order to guide them. Yes. How do you do it? Uh, I attend trade shows. I read publications. I have trusted sources in the industry that I go and that I meet with on a regular basis. I'm not in the office very much. I'm in there two days a week. I'm on the road three days a week. And really, I'm collecting information on the, myself, Zach Romanov. I'm a source of information for brands, for customers. So I'm collecting all this data at all times and then sharing it back with the vendors. So, so when people hire on me, they know they're hiring us for our expertise, our information, and the insights. Anything else you want to add, Zach? No, thank you for having me. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Good. And uh, check me out on the fs.com.
We've got a great website. We've got some videos that explain what we do. And uh, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you.